Hello everyone, this is Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist, and I'd like to welcome you to episode 364 of the FCPA Compliance Report. As this is the first podcast of 2018, I hope you had a very happy new year, and now you're ready to get to the work of doing compliance in this new year. Today I have with me Jerry Zach. Jerry is the incoming president of the Society of Corporate Compliance and Ethics, the SCCE, with the impending retirement of Roy Snell. Jerry is stepping into that role. I have a very interesting interview with Jerry about his new role at the SCCE, why he took on this particular challenge after <clears throat> two months of working in his new interim role, or incoming role, I should say, what are some of his initial observations of the SCCE, and what it, a compliance professional can do to become involved with the SCCE going forward. Jerry Zach is somebody we're going to be talking about quite a bit over the next few years as he will become the president of the largest compliance organization. And I hope you will enjoy this episode, and I hope you will continue to listen to the FCPA Compliance Report. The FCPA Compliance Report is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, back for another episode of the FCPA Compliance Report. Today you are in for a real treat because we have Jerry Zach. Jerry is the incoming CEO at the Society of Corporate Compliance and Ethics and also HCCA. He came on board on November 1, I believe, and he has a very interesting background that we're going to get into a little bit in the podcast. But Jerry, uh, welcome and thank you so much for taking the time uh, to visit with me today. Well, thanks, Tom. It's a pleasure being here. It really is. So, uh, Jerry, I mentioned your background because uh, I'm a lawyer and many of uh, the folks I know in the compliance profession came to the profession either from the general counsel's office or from uh, outside counsel position or some other legal position in a company. But your background is a little bit different. You're a certified fraud examiner. You're a certified public accountant. You're a certified internal auditor. You're certified in risk management assurance. And you're a certified compliance and ethics profession professional. Can you tell me how you got into uh, not so much the uh, the fraud examiner role, but maybe uh, really the compliance world? Yeah, well, you know, the, the two worlds are, are uh, that they overlap quite a bit. I mean, my, uh, my route to compliance, if you will, actually dates all the way back to when I first began in public accounting. Uh, many, I don't even want to think how many years ago, many years ago uh, in audit. I Even from the get-go when I was doing audit work, I was more of a compliance auditor. Uh, the nature of the audits that I was working on at the time were heavily focused on both compliance and financial. So, you know, like nonprofits and government contractors and federal funding and financial institutions, you know, groups like that. So really from the get-go, I had a bit of a flavor for, for compliance. Uh, but really where, where I got most heavily into compliance was through the investigative side uh, of things. Um, in compliance investigations, uh, a heavy in my initial investigative work really focused heavily on regulatory compliance and violations thereof. Um, so, and then from there, got more into the fraud-related investigation area, which, of course, in many organizations, you know that that uh, either reports up into compliance, or there's at least some sort of touch point with the uh, the compliance officer and the compliance office uh, of uh, an organization. So, uh, yeah. So, so most of my uh, 
in a, a career, I have a period where I did serve as a chief compliance officer. Um, but other than that, I, my, my uh, you know my approach in the compliance has been as an outside advisor, uh, investigator, and as well as a, a, an advisor who would to, you know, design or evaluate compliance and ethics programs for, for a number of different companies. So, Jerry, uh, as I mentioned, you uh, came on board uh, with the SCC, CE, and HCA on November 1, and I believe your title is the incoming CEO. I was wondering if you could explain what that title means and what your current role is at SCCE and HCCA. Sure, sure. It's a good question because uh, it really uh, the the title actually reflects the the a great deal of thought and consideration into this transition plan. Uh, Roy Snell, who is you know one of the founders of this organization, and it's, it's been really its only CEO, uh, you know, over the years, um, you know, had had announced that he he wanted to step away, but he wanted to uh, not just locate a new CEO, but to, you know, really integrate a new CEO and, and make for a very successful transition. This this area where a lot of companies really get it wrong in terms of a transition. There's a, a one, man, one month overlap and good luck to the new guy kind of. Uh, where I continue on as the CEO for uh, another year, actually a little bit more than a year. Roy, Roy will uh, have the title of CEO up until about March of 2019. Uh, at, at, at that point in time, then I will uh, have been fully acclimated uh, into all the activities of the association and, and uh, really know everyone much, much better. Uh, so at that point, uh, it's in March of 2019. that I will into who's involved, in other words, and will, will be active with the association, uh, but more on other types of special projects and, and needs of the association at that point. So one thing I've really been intrigued by was um, why did you want this challenge? Uh, obviously, to, to have a role like this is, is uh, I would have to say, a, if, not plum, if not a dream job, certainly a very plum job. Uh, you left uh, the consulting world to, to come into uh, the nonprofit world. But what was it that attracted you? And, and of course, you had to go through a very public uh, process that uh, not all members were a part of, but we were certainly aware that the organization was going through this. And what was it uh, that attracted you, Jerry? Well, really, you know, part of it is you hit the nail on the head there and you said it's a bit of a dream job. And the reason it's a dream job for me is because it really, you know, I've got a passion for the mission, uh, for starters. Um, you know, the passion for the ethics. Um, you know, I sometimes joke with people. I it started out years ago when my my father was a career IRS examiner. So I guess I had compliance in the blood from the, from the very beginning. Uh, you know, but you know, as I said, you know, throughout my whole career, I've been involved with compliance in in one angle or another, um, and that combined then with, you know, I had my own practice, my own business here at the association. Um, I my I enjoyed my previous experience as an executive within a nonprofit membership organization back when I was here. Uh, at the Optical Society. So, you know, it really seemed to hit all the different areas that I really, really enjoy uh, and have been successful at. So so it really 
that wonderful combination of, of challenges and opportunity organization itself is is very very uh it's not like coming into a you know uh, a crisis mode uh for as a new ceo things are running very very smoothly uh so it's a very stable group with a strong strong staff and a great faculty so it you know it kind of as you said it's it's a bit of a dream job in that respect it's a very it's a very very stable healthy up the the organization to to its next level so could you give us, uh, after some maybe six weeks on the job, what are some of either your initial observations or perhaps uh, things that uh, uh, surprised you, uh, even though you'd been a member and a CCEP uh, as well? Yeah, sure, sure. It's a good question because um, I think probably the, 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 the main thing that I don't even know if I would call it a surprise, but... Uh, one of the, uh, it's a very pleasant surprise, uh, if you, if you can call it a surprise that the, the members have, um, you know, I mean, it, everyone knows about, about Roy, everyone knows about the, the great, great faculty at the academies and, and, and those folks. And so that part I already knew about, but what I didn't recognize, uh, until this, uh, came about is the passion that the members really have. I got so I've received so many hundreds, hundreds of, of messages from members just wishing me nothing but success, uh, offering their support. This is a, a membership that really you know wants to help move this profession forward and continue the momentum that that the organization already has that that is solely attributable to the Roy Snells of the world and the, 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 the faculty, the Debbie Truckluses and, and all those folks that, that really have played such a key, key role in this. And, but, but the people want that to continue. They, you know, they, they want it to keep growing and, and keep being successful. So I've got, had nothing but you know, great wishes from, from everyone you know, encouraging me and asking if I need any help. So, so that, I think it's that passion uh, part that, that really has been such a, such a great experience for me to, to see. So I know uh, perhaps it's a little bit early, but we are upon almost upon the new year, and that's a time for for not only re- reflection but thinking about things um, in the veiled land of the future. And I was wondering if you have any goals set for yourself around SCCE in 2018 that you could share with us. Sure. Yeah. I mean, my principal goal in 2018 is to. Uh, meet as many of the members as I can to really learn what is driving their needs. Uh, what this, I mean, this is a membership organization, so it's all about serving members and, and, you know, furthering the profession. So I just want to learn as much as I can about the, the needs, uh, the desires, uh, that, that the, that our membership has, um, and, and how the association can, can continue to, to fill those needs. Are there ways we can get better where, you know, where, I mean, every organization can get better. So that's even kind of a silly question, but, you know, so where can we get better? Where can we help the membership, uh, even better than we have in the past? Um, what is it that they love about the organization? Is there anything that they'd change about the organization? So for me, that's one of the beautiful things about this nice transition plan where, where Roy will be at the helm. Uh, is, you know, for the next year is that I can spend this next year really just learning this organization, really getting, and not just how it operates, that's kind of the easy part, but it's the learning it from the standpoint of 
speaking from the members, meeting them firsthand, going to visit them in their places of business, in fact, uh, to to kind of see what, what their main concerns are and how this association can help them do their job better uh, and how we can continue furthering this this as a profession globally. So those are really my, my goals, you know, like not a lot of tangible, like I have to achieve this by such and such a date as much as really just embedding myself in this, uh, in this association. So Jerry, that sounds like to me, that's going to require a, uh, if not extraordinary, certainly a fair amount of travel on your part, given the uh, widespread nature of SCCE conferences, but also the academies literally across the world. Yes. Yeah. I, I plan on racking up some frequent flyer miles <laughs> this coming year uh, uh, because that that's the way to do it. You know, I'm going to get out to as many of these uh, as I can. Uh, um, I've already got, you know, I've been putting together my travel schedules so far just for the first few months of the year. And, uh, you know, yeah, I've got I've got a lot of trips on, on the books because uh, I don't just want to show up and spend a couple hours and, you know, one day and head back. I want to be there and, and meet the members during breaks and, and talk to as many of them as I can. So when I do go to these conferences and academies, uh, I'm going to be there for the duration. Uh, so, so yeah, you're, you're still right. That was going to be a fair amount of travel. So one of the things that intrigued me when uh, you and I first spoke was you asked about uh, my involvement with the SCCE. And that really led me to to wonder, or at least ask you, if someone's listening to this podcast and they're intrigued with SCCE, uh, how could they get involved? Uh, you talked, to, or we mentioned the conferences, we mentioned academies, but there are really a multitude of ways that literally any compliance professional or practitioner can become involved with the SCCE. What are some of the areas that you would highlight? Well, you know, the, the main ones uh, is, is just in sharing of knowledge, sharing of resources, uh, sharing of expertise through either speaking or writing. There's, there's, we're always looking for new folks to, to share their knowledge, uh, particularly in the written form, you know, in terms of contributing to whether it's, you know, one of the, we've got a, a, some, some newsletters, magazines, uh, you know, there's all, so many different avenues um, and, and we'll probably, you know, develop new avenues uh, over, over the coming years, you know, for, for members to, to share their share their knowledge. Uh, so yeah, people who are willing to, uh, you, know, you don't have to write a book, you know, you can just write, write short pieces that, that will help, um, you know, share some knowledge. Uh, and then I've got obviously the speaking opportunities. So when we have these call for speakers for the conferences, uh, really, uh, you know, uh, I strongly encourage people to to submit uh, things for for these conferences. It's a great way to further uh, your career, uh, as well as to then share knowledge with with the, the entire profession. And there's going to be even more of these opportunities as we you know as we grow. There's going to be even more pressure for us to add more and more different events and different avenues uh, for for sharing of knowledge. So that that's far and away the biggest, far and away the biggest, and, and getting involved at the regional and local level as well. So, Jerry, um, one of the we're, unfortunately we're near the end of our time, but uh, with your desire to meet as many um, people, uh, uh, members of SCCE, and those who might be interested, if uh, anyone wanted to contact you, what would be the w- best way for them to do so? 
Well, probably the easiest is just to, I'm easy to find on LinkedIn, um, but also just my uh, my own email uh, is, is very easy. It's just a jerry.zack, so G-E-R-R-Y dot Z-A-C-K at corporatecompliance.org. Uh, please send me a message or connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm very easy to find there as well. Uh, I'd welcome, you know, starting for uh, to, to hear a little bit more about uh, everyone's roles and and what what they've uh, what they would like to see out of the association as well as what they've uh, gotten out of the association already. So I've been visiting with Jerry Zach, the incoming CEO at the SCCE and the HCCA. Um, the uh, LinkedIn profile is uh, something that's near and dear to my heart because Roy Snell uh, told us to, to link in with you uh, at the last Compliance and Ethics Institute. So uh, I understand that uh, you nearly bro- broke LinkedIn that day with uh, the request. But, Jerry, I'm greatly looking forward to uh, working with you in the future. And uh, thanks again for taking time to uh, visit with uh, my listeners. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox again. I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of the FCPA Compliance Report. If you are interested in elevating your compliance program, this month of January 2018, I'm running a 31-day podcast series untitled 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program. In it, I take the most latest pronouncements from the Department of Justice, which were the 2017 Evaluation of Corporate Compliance Program document and the new FCPA Corporate Enforcement Policy, and incorporate those into the existing 10 hallmarks of an effective compliance program. It's a fascinating exploration which will give you solid tips to upgrade your compliance program throughout the month. This is Tom Fox. Thank you again for listening. I hope you'll join me again for another episode of the FCPA Compliance Report. The FCPA Compliance Report is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.